everyone. Welcome to the Just Face Digital Podcast. Today I have an amazing guest, Tanika, who's going to talk about why she started a podcast. And we're going to hear a little bit about her. I love the premise of her podcast. Tanika, thank you so much for coming on. Tell everyone thank the you name for of your podcast. Absolutely. Tell everyone the name of your podcast and why you decided to start a podcast. Okay, well, the first one is called God's Gift Through His Word. And the second one is Loving Arms for Families podcast. And the first one, which is God's Gift Through His Word, I started because of my faith and I wanted to share that. So that's why I started that one. And then so moving into the impact you hope your podcast will have in the world, what do you hope people will get out of your podcast? What impact do you hope that it has? Um, Well, I'm hoping that my impact will really help believers and others to utilize their voices to really help other people in the same situation or in different situations that they can give people empowerment to stand and be bold enough to share their stories, their testimonies, and not be so afraid that they can't speak their honest truth about who they are what they do, regardless of whatever it is. And so you have two podcasts. (laughs) So tell us why you decided to start the second podcast. Well, the second one, I was actually in the process of working on nonprofit, which I put that on a back burner for now, but I just wanted to continue the nonprofit. So, um, well, not the nonprofit, but the podcast in lieu of the nonprofit. So since I cannot do the nonprofit, I will just do the podcast. So the podcast is going to do and talk about what it does. It talks about resources, for veterans who have been affected by domestic violence that have kids who have uh, special needs that is like autism. So definitely I try to do my best to put out resources, talk about boundaries and things like that that I know a lot of veterans deal with because I'm a veteran, therefore I want to help other veterans, specifically, of course, women, because there's a lot of uh, women veterans that don't really get all the help they could get from the VA because the VA is very big and broad. So I definitely wanted to niche down in the VA where the different veterans don't get assistance with that. And special needs is kind of something that uh, VA doesn't really pick up on, really. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about that. Let's unpack that a bit. Um, Did you start that out of your own need? Or was it something that you saw that you were like, you know what, I have to... I have to try to fix this or I have to educate people. So what kind of sparked this off? It's been a long process because I wanted to help women a long time ago, back in 2006. I was just too afraid to do it. I wanted to help women that had been abused a long time ago. And I was a veteran then, but I just like, no, it's probably not the right time. And I just didn't. So when I got into my situation with my now ex and I was involved in domestic violence and I had to stay in a veteran shelter, which is totally different from staying in any kind of shelter that's just a regular shelter, I met veterans who had children who had autism like mine. In certain places, you cannot bring kids that are just a regular shelter, you cannot bring kids that have autism because children that have those type of, in the big spectrum of things, Kids that have autism, they are very unique. They can't sleep in different places because it might frighten them. They're not comfortable. There's just a whole bunch of dynamics that go along with a child having that particular disability. So um, that, what the veterans did with the U.S. Vets, that nonprofit, at least allowed veterans to bring their kids that have those disabilities and didn't reject them and say, no, your child has autism. You can't bring that child here. So you can bring that child with you. Um, certain certain other 
um, disability places won't allow that, and I'm talking about shelters. They don't allow it. If you have a curfew and your child is uncomfortable, you have to leave because my child specifically, she likes to make a lot of noises, and they have a certain time where you have to, no noise. And my child makes noise, and it's not because she needs to. That's just how she is. And so that wouldn't work. That would not be acceptable. So I ran into a lot of veterans that had kids that had the same disability and challenges as my child, and it just they just were voicing all of these challenges that the VA was not addressing. And VA addresses a lot of things, but they can't address everything because every, all these veterans have such specific issues besides mental challenges. They have children, and we're not just talking about regular children. They have children that have autism, and that's a unique set of challenges by itself, not to mention coming in there with domestic violence and mental challenges, and you're a woman, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's and a lot. I can hear how passionate you are about it. I can hear in your voice how much you, you want to affect it, right? You want to you wanna make some changes in how yes. this is handled. So what do you suggest? What do you think are some ways in which... Um, either someone that's listening can help or what are some ways that people can help out? There's so much that can be done, but one of the things, if somebody, and I don't know who this is, it might be me when I get myself together, but if you can help a veteran, please do. If there's any way you can volunteer your time, please do. If you can go over to a veteran housing authority and offer your time, please do. Sometimes veterans just need a little bit of help and people are so, just so, just dismissive. Like, you're a veteran. What do I need to help you for? They serve their country. They come back. They're messed up. And then people just dismiss them like they're garbage. It's just ridiculous. Women come back. They got all these issues. And then people just dismiss them like they can't do anything. One of the things that U.S. Vets does that I am glad that they do, they put their families and they keep them together in the women's program. However, there is a challenge with that. You put a whole bunch of women, okay, a whole bunch of women with their own kids in a house together with their own trauma, that is a mix for a problem. And sometimes I would wake up at night and I would hear the drama that would be caused because each of these are families. They should not be all compounded in one big place just because we're trying to do a per diem trying to fill up beds, and we have two families. One family's got two kids. One mom's got two kids. One mom's got one kid. One kid running up and down the stairs. Here goes his mom. Don't let your child run up the stairs. You can't tell me. Okay, and here we go. You know, you're in my mix. I'm coming from domestic violence. My husband broke up with me. You don't know my business. Like, there's too many women with their own kids, teenagers coming in, one's coming in with a baby, one's coming in with, like, my kids were, like, just kids in just regular elementary school. Someone's coming in with a 17-year-old. Someone's coming in with a 15, 16. Like, there's too much going on. There's too much going on, and you put them all in a house, that's too much. So for me, they all need a separate place. And if you are going to put them in that spot, you should have somebody there so that when drama goes down, we're not slamming doors and cussing people out and making people feel a kind of way, and then next thing you know, you, you, you're writing on their thing, you didn't do your chores, and you're trying to kick them out because they're trying to work to take and support their kids. That can't work. That's just weird. Wow. And, you know, and I didn't know all of this even happened, to tell you the truth. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> once you're a veteran, 
I think the narrative is usually once you're a veteran, oh, you can get a house, you can do this, you can do that, you get a, what is it, a GI bill or what have you, mm -hmm. you know? So we hear all of those things, but we don't hear that other side of it. So this is very interesting to me. So I think the podcast is going to be amazing, remember? <laughs> but I think you definitely should, you know, definitely dive in and talk about that stuff. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's painful. You know what, Jessica, and you know, the thing that you just said is the GI Bill and to get a house. And that's all true. But, however, if there is a veteran like myself and others, yeah, we can get that. We have the right. We have the benefits. However, if there is a veteran, say they have all these bills and challenges that their ex or whatever ran up and their credit is damaged, is there anyone that wants to help this veteran? No. They send you over to a nonprofit and say, hey, let me help you out with your credit. Do they help you? You fall between the cracks and now it's like, well, why don't you go get a house? I've been trying, and I've been going and enlisting help from debt counselors. It's like, eh, we can't help you, you're not active duty. Okay, so where do I go? Uh, go to this, go to these people over here. They can help you. You go. Okay, can you help me? Uh, you're a veteran? Yes. Let me see your documentation. Okay, everything's good. Check, check, check here. Okay, you definitely qualify to get a house. Uh, let's straighten out your credit. Okay, let's go. Um, I really can't help you because... You really don't have the budget for it. That's why I'm here. So where can I cut? You can't cut because everything you need to pay for. Okay, so <laughs> there's a question mark. So if I, if I can, you can get a job. Wait, you can't get a job. Right, I've got kids. Well, you can work from home. Can I really? Uh, wait, you can't really pay your bills because your, your phone got cut off, so you can't work from home because you're in it. Look, I'm going to need you to give me some sources. Yeah, I can go out and work and clean somebody's house, but I need money for gas. Well, we don't have gas cards. Look, there's a problem. Like, I need solutions. People, veterans need solutions, but while you're helping them work out their credit, they got real life happening. They got medical challenges happening. They got stuff happening, and people, like, they just take them. And some of these organizations, truth be told, because veterans come with dollars, they come with dollar signs. As soon as you help a veteran, you get paid. Everybody knows that. Veterans come with dollar signs. Even if you hire a veteran now in your organization and you're a business, you're getting paid some money hiring that veteran, period. It don't matter. If they show you they got documentation, that's money, and the government going to pay you for that person. Nonprofit, especially those, those ones that aren't nonprofit. You go in Target and you tell them, hey, I'm a veteran. Hey, she's a veteran. Tell the government. They're going to get some money off of your head. Wow. Veterans is looking at dollars, and they don't see the veterans. They don't see veterans all over the place, and that's why we are veterans are up at arms. The government has all this money to help, but can they? Do they? And for the ones that are trying, like we got people in Congress that are fighting for people to get help in veterans, and the people that are have the money, the VA's blocking. You got VA blocking. You got people waiting for compensation and pen, which means that's a place where you go and wait to get your benefits but they'll put you on a backlog, a back burner, and you sitting up there waiting, look, I got hurt. Oh, well, you know, uh, we got to wait to, you know, five months. Five months? I've been sitting up here for 20 years, and you got five-month backlog? Well, let me just go ahead and, uh, you know, run the paperwork again. Now, because they made a mistake, you got to wait an extra six months. They made the mistake. Extra six months for you. Wow. <laughs> like, if you want to understand some veteran stuff, I got a friend right now trying to get compensation stuff. Almost 20 years, he ain't received jack, and he still has to wait. This backlog stuff is real. And if they can wait until you pass away, they will. And they do. 
Yes. Oh my God. And it's it's just like that. It's that hardcore. Gosh, I feel like yeah, this is totally like shifted and went on a whole different direction. Um, just why I started a podcast for sure. You said something about mm -hmm. having dollar signs on veterans and that mm -hmm. when business owners hire them, they know they're coming with a dollar sign. So mm -hmm. do you feel as though the, they're taking advantage of the veterans and hiring them to do that, but they're not giving them the fair amount of money they should be paid for their services. I, I really do. And, 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 you know, I think it's more often than not, I don't know how, and I don't have the demographics and the statistics. There are nonprofits, unfortunately, that their mission is to help veterans, and they're stated and they do it. However, because their job is and their goal is to help veterans, they need veterans. Therefore, they have to go to VA to get where the veterans are. So sometimes they put you in a program and say, oh, yeah, this veteran went through my program, da, 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 to provide credibility. Now Uncle Sam looks like, oh, they've helped like 500 veterans. Awesome. They are due for their grant. They're due for their money. But then the veteran will say, they didn't help me. They just gave me a certificate and sent me on my way. But it's too late. The money's been given. You're just ahead. And you go on about your business. You still can't get whatever they were supposed to provide for you. Did you get a job that they said they would provide for you? No. They gave you a resume? Yes. Okay, but they didn't give you a job. Well, they can't guarantee that. They keep saying some of these things that they promise they cannot guarantee. And some of these programs I purposely put myself through so I can talk about it. I love to do that. I love to go out and hunt down resources so I can tell you this nonprofit does X, Y, and Z. It does do what it says. This nonprofit can't help you with X, Y, and Z, whether you're a veteran or not a veteran. It can't help you because it doesn't do that. I have purposely gone through some nonprofits here in California and I've watched how they weed out certain people. I went to one here that I won't name, and I was, I was homeless at the time, but my homeless was different than what they wanted. I wasn't living on the streets homeless. So they give me this sheet, and they say, fill out these boxes, blah, 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 blah. You fill out these boxes, and the, the lady goes back, she takes the, that checklist, and she's like, mm, you have a car? Mm -hmm. You have money? You have income? Da, da, da. She's like, well, the amount that you're supposed to have is a number 26. But unfortunately, you only meet five qualifications. Therefore, to our standard, you're not really homeless. Like, but wait a minute. I can't provide for my own security deposit. Uh, unfortunately, we can only help you if you're actually living on the street. And you're kind of, you're okay. I was like, what? Wow. But wait a minute. I, actually, I still have to pay this owner, but you're living in the apartment. Yeah, because she agreed to let me live there, provided I would pay her the security deposit, which I still don't have. Uh, kind of not our problem, but good luck with that. Wait, what? Wait, wait a minute. I thought you guys helped. No, you've already paid the rent. Yeah, I still need a security deposit. Mm-mm, can't help you. You're not really homeless because you're housed now. What? This is some kind of backwards? Okay. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's, a, it's okay. like the numbers overcurt the fact that you're speaking to a human being, right? There's right, exactly. Instead of looking at you as a human being and taking everything case by case. And so, exactly. Wow. Well, you know what? Let me uh, let me offer this little tidbit to you. You know, we do a podcast called Black Women Leave America. I've mentioned it several times throughout this series because of the fact that a lot of women are finding that when they leave America, they get better housing. 
And um, house sitting is the hugest thing right now. And you get free housing, free food. Of course, that's moving around a lot, which may not work for your particular family. But I wanted to at least mention it because you never know. Uh, leaving outside of the United States has been something that we've heard as a common theme throughout this series as being one of the best things you can ever do for your life if you are a Black woman. In America, we are subjected to to your point of what the only value you bring is who you work for and how much money you bring in, right? Mm -hmm. and once you right. get rid of those factors, you're no longer valuable. What hey, wait? What happens to my heartbeat? <laughs> what happens to the fact that right. I'm human being? <laughs> that exactly. I just wanted to put that out there as um, not a, not necessarily a suggestion, but more of an awareness piece because I think that a lot of people feel like we have to stay here. We ain't got to stay here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we can leave. Oh. Yes, um, yes, we so. can. <laughs> so, anywho, wanted to put that out there. So, let's move on to the last question of one thing you want people to know about podcasting. Um, you, it sounds like number one, you are amazing. You have gone through, you've fought through all of these things and done it really not necessarily, I won't say with a smile on your face, but it's an uplifting spirit. I'm going to say it that way because I see you on Instagram all the time and I'm like, how does this girl continue to speak in <laughs> I cannot. And I work in digital. I'm like, woof, yeah. No? So, and I see you and I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Every time, you know, I try to like it or say something or comment because I'm like, yes, keep going, keep going, keep going. How, what is one thing you want people to know about podcasting? And then the second follow-up to that is how do you stay and keep that same spirit going? I think one thing that I want people to know about podcasting, don't look at your numbers. If you're going to get into podcasting, Please don't look at your numbers that when you start using your voice, you're like, I don't have a thousand listeners. I don't have a thousand downloads. I don't have a thousand subscribers. I'm not the Joe Rogan, the Dave Ramsey, the Chris Hogan. Look, while you are doing this, I hope that when you get into podcasting, I hope you're doing it because it is something that is passionate that you want to talk about that you want to share your experiences, whatever life has thrown at you, so that you can help somebody else, the next person coming behind you. And whatever negative naysayers have said something about you, that's the place to talk about it. That's therapeutic to you. That will help somebody else because people need to hear your stories, and we need to stop being so afraid to share what we've gone through that we say nothing and we be so silent that nobody knows. Like, oh, you're going through this? I had no clue. Well, because I didn't open my mouth, you would never know. So podcasting is a place, open your mouth and share what you have gone through, things that you experience, even if it's on a day-to-day, -day, whatever it is you're passionate about, let that be what resonates with what you do so that everybody knows how important something is to you so that you resonate with the next person and you can help somebody down the line. Please tell everyone where they can listen to your podcast. With, um, I know you said you're not doing a nonprofit anymore, but how can they get in contact with you and reach you if they want to um, help or if they want to ask more questions? Okay, well, for both podcasts, you can find them on Anchor. You can find them on Spotify, Radio Public, Podbean. Google it. You can find it. And the first one is called God's Gift Through His Word if you want it's spiritual encouragement where we talk about a lot of hard, hard things, which is not just biblical. We also talk about domestic violence over there. We talk about sexual stuff like pornography. We talk about some hard things, and we try to apply everything by biblical scripture. So we don't just 
warm and fuzzy, you're going to prosper with a name on it. That's not that kind of podcast, but you will get something to encourage and uplift you. And the same thing with the Loving Arms for Families podcast. We talk about veterans' issues, heart shares, where sometimes I get on and I just talk about what's going on in my heart or I talk about something that's going on with a nonprofit or a veteran or whatever that is. I try to offer resources. I try to talk about different things. So if you want to contact me, you can reach me at ggthw the number 18 at gmail.com. On Instagram, it's ggthw, the number 18. You can find me at Twitter, Tanika, at Tanika. That's not right, but it's okay. So you can find me anywhere you can. You can find me on Facebook, Tanika Drake, and there are many ways you can find me. Just connect, and I will definitely reach out and connect right back with you. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for getting digital with us, Tanika. Thank you.